Welcome to the Balkan Talks, where we discuss everything business and news related to the Western Balkans. The Balkan Talks is brought to you by WBBG, your partner for doing business in the Western Balkans region. Enjoy the episode. Let's say Trump becomes uh, uh, president again. Mm-hmm. So, and let's say he does get involved more actively in the region. Yeah. Um, I don't trust him with that. Uh, just, just on on the way on the way his foreign policy has worked up to now. Yeah. Just like n- not not even you know putting some kind of value stamp on it. Just like based on his performance up to now. But if he um, so that's one problem. And the next problem is let's say he gets reelected and does nothing. The region can't afford to do nothing. They have to do something. You know, there has to be action. There has to be right. some kind of movement right. towards working together more. You know, have that mini Schengen thing that they've been talking about. You know, um, looking towards more integration, reconciling Serbia, Kosovo, fighting corruption. Um, you know, and just have more trade, more business, invite more private investment, and more all action. of those things will not be, you know, they won't be better off with Trump. Hey, Sandro, what's up, man? We're back with another episode of the Balkan Talks. Here we are, and... um, without a guest again. So how yeah. are you doing? What's up? I've been good. Looking forward to my favorite uh, bi-weekly moment recording this podcast. So uh, it's my little bright spot uh, during these dark, dark times. Yeah, you don't have any other bright spots in your life? Well, I have you, but but that's... That's, that's you know, the only thing. That, that, yeah. go get, that goes hand in hand with recording this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's very sad, man. I'm so sorry to hear that. You know? why, why, are you, why are you putting yourself down like that? You, oh, you know you're very special to me. I know I'm very special to 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 you and also to the world. I'm a shining light, of yeah. course. <laughs> but so, Everybody so you. knows you're the number one. Number one, just I, like I always play second fiddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. great to know. Yeah, but um, how are you? How's what's yeah, going on? I've been I've been doing well. So you know, re- relatively, because the whole world is still deal, dealing with this apocalypse. But yeah, um, yeah you know, the, the 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 Balkan talks always gives you the opportunity to uh, not talk about the apocalypse for. Uh, for a little bit, yeah. So yeah, so I cherish this moment, and uh, for the rest, I've I've been fine. And you? Uh, yeah, good, good. So same thing, probably. So we've been we talked about the whole thing going on with Corona for like three or four times now on our podcast. Maybe it's you know it's impossible to kind of ignore, but it's good to have other topics to talk about. People, Definitely, some, people are getting Corona tired. Oh so, man, you know, there, so there, there is some kind of fatigue setting in there oh for sure man it's 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 not fun it's not fun i mean you know at least we have our health that's good that's very important exactly so so today's topic we don't have a guest today of course no but we do have a very very interesting topic it's very topical it's very very very, it's gonna be very edgy too so i'm I'm already looking forward to to the comment section yeah exactly (laughs) so so people can't see this but I'm, i'm i'm grabbing my flag here yeah, so uh, so you, people know we we have a set of flags in in the studio. Some, um, some, I'm just some ASMR, some ASMR with a flag, some flag ASMR. But so, we we have flags of 
uh, all the countries in the Western Balkans. Plus two or no, plus no, three, three yeah. other countries that are not from the well, Western Balkans. Two countries and and uh, and. Uh, Political union, <laughs> yeah, not a not a country yet. Yeah, not a country know. yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. yeah. So what what countries are that, and what flag am I holding for yeah, the people okay, so, listening? So we have the Western Balkan countries, all the flags. Yeah, we have the Netherlands. Yeah, we have the European Union. That's the political entity, not the country yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we have the beautiful U.S. of A. America. Yeah, exactly. So I'm holding the United States of America flag. Because what's happening in the U.S. Uh, today, tomorrow, soon, this week? Yeah, it's so, in eight days, right? So I'm, eight good, days. I'm just going to assume that people Seven, will see the thumbnail six, and read the description. Yeah. So they're going to know what this is about. But obviously, of course, guys, today we're talking about the... Um, the Russian election. The Russian election. <laughs> There's only one candidate, Putin. He won. <laughs> Yay. Well played. <laughs> But um, we're we're talking about actually the the Europe the United States elections. They're coming. Um, I think next week. Yeah. It's so it's in. Next week? So we're that, recording it six days when people. In six days. Uh, yeah. So next week for us. Yeah. yeah so everybody. you might think maybe. So what what does this have to do with the Western Balkans? Um, well, maybe maybe not not a lot, but maybe a lot. Not a lot. A lot. Because every every fart that the U.S. makes, you know, in 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 geopolitical sense, affects the whole world. Yeah. And and last time I checked, Western Balkans are a part of the I world. I think I think I think it's the other way around. Whatever happens anywhere in the world, yeah. when you're in the Balkans, you feel it. Like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. A, it's a dictator in Southern America says something. There's some. There's a rumble in the Western Balkans and the Balkan countries. Like about this and how this could, you know, be analogous to something going on in the country, whether it's political, economic, or whatever. Yeah, well, we, even without without any hyperboles, you know, there's a reason why the Western Balkans are this, like, meeting point of, of three, three worlds, basically, yeah, three. So you, you have Europe, you have the Eastern uh, uh, Russian world, and you have the, let's say, uh, uh, Arab uh, Muslim world. So, you know, those crossroads come together in the region. That's why... People call it the powder keg, which I think we have we have mentioned before. So yeah, geopolitics, U.S. elections it definitely affects the, the region. The center of the world is not Israel or Jerusalem. It's actually depends uh, who you ask. Yugoslavia. It's, a, it's actually well depends who you ask. Is it Zagreb? Is it is it Belgrade? It's, it's actually Sarajevo in the heart. Of is it Yugoslavia. is it not like when you're looking at the map? Like technically, it's like Priepolje or something. Or Forcha. <laughs> is, is that like the, the geographic? What's the geographical focus point of the region? Actually? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. But anyway. Okay, anyway, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> anyway, back back to the topic. So the U.S. elections. Yeah. Of course, um, for those who have been living under a rock, we have the elections coming up in the United States. Uh, we have President Donald Trump going up for re-election. Versus uh, the Democratic contender, yeah, uh, Mr. Joe Biden. Yeah, some guy they pulled out of a retirement home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. maybe yeah. So yeah. that that's some of the things that you know, that some the people are saying. Um, but we'll get to that later. So um, the, the 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 this uh, this is an interesting one. Of course, all of them are interesting, and 2016 was very very interesting. But um, what we're going to talk about today is the um, the effects or possible potential effects of either presidency going forward uh, on the Western Balkans. And both Donald Trump 
and Joe Biden have in the past uh, have have had in- influence on the region with either their policies, their influence, or you know some. Or their Dis- wives or kids. Wives or kids. The decisions they, they have that more, they made. Yeah, exactly. They, they have more in common with the region than you might think. Yeah. So maybe a very a very uh, obvious one. You want to start with Melania, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cliche. It's but, cliche, yeah. But um, yeah, Melania, man. He's She's uh, she's the wife, the first lady. First lady, yeah. Of Donald Trump. Yeah. She's from uh, Slovenia. She's from Slovenia, yeah. yeah. Supermodel from Slovenia. Exactly. Yeah. So- Donald Trump mar- married her like what twenty years ago or whatever, yeah. and um, they've been together ever since. And I think she she also didn't expect to become first lady. I'm yeah. guessing, but um, she's from Slovenia, and some people might say, "Well, you know, Slovenia is that the Balkans?" Well, we would say yes. Yeah, we would say of, yes because it's, it was part of Yugoslavia. Don't know if all Slovenians agree with us. Exactly. Well, you know, c- come and fight us if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't agree. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, no, because. Ugh. You know, when, when I have to think, when I'm thinking about this Melania thing in Slovenia, so like the, the image I really have in my head. So last year, there was this, um, so uh, Melania is from this village somewhere in Slovenia. And I remember there was this um, statue erected outside, like at the edge of the village. And it was some amateur artist who um, made a wooden statue of Melania. Really? Um, with a chainsaw. <laughs> with a chainsaw. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, it, it can't get more Balkan than this. <laughs> so this guy made a statue with a chainsaw. And like, if you can just look up the picture of this, it's like, it's horrible. It's so ugly. Like it, it looks like a scarecrow. You know, those things you put in like grain fields to scare away birds and stuff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People made fun of it so much. So every time I have to think about, yeah, oh, Melania and the Western Balkans, I have to think about that one think, statue. In, do you think she's outside. popular there? Do you think she's it like- It depends. So like I can, I, I don't know, because I think on one one end, okay, so we can actually tie this a bit more into the geopolitical thing immediately, because Melania, um, of course, Slovenia won't be as pro-Trump, I think, more like the pro-Biden side. And right. because of that, I don't think she is very beloved. So, okay, on the other end, it's free marketing. So yeah, that's, more that's more more Americans will know about Slovenia due, due to her. Talk. Speaking of uh, Slovenian models, a short anecdote. I just kind of uh, rem- remembered this. It's, it's completely off topic. Well, sort of off topic, but um, uh, a, a good friend of mine. <laughs> he once um, he once like uh, when we were in Sarajevo back like ten years ago. A Dutch friend of mine. He met a, a, a Slovenian model. <laughs> she was like sixth in uh, Miss Slovenia competition, and um, yeah, I had some fun that night. Oh As god! I- <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Slovenian models. Now, now, now we have to make this episode eighteen plus. Fun. Eighteen plus? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, don't, I didn't say what happened. Yeah, I just, true, I just had fun, okay, exactly. you know. But uh, um, anyway, yeah. yeah. So I think concerning the popularity. I don't think, well, I, I obviously I don't know. So if you're from Slovenia and you do have an opinion or you have a better image of the popularity of Melania, Melania or Trump in Slovenia, let us know. But I have a feeling that uh, indeed what you say, um, they're not going to be very popular due to Trump in Slovenia. It's a, it's a mixed bag probably. There will be pre- people who think it's well, great. There will be people who think it's, it's idiotic. But I think on, on average... 
uh, Slovenians are probably more proud that they provided the number one and two winners of the Tour de France this year than than, than Melania, ah, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Something like that. But okay. Probably. Okay. Okay. But when we uh, look at the whole picture, because we also want to be topical. So uh, Trump versus Biden, why does this impact the region? So one of the things that um, this election is going to show is the geopolitical divide between the, the big superpowers playing their games and and having having this region in their in their crosshairs to put it like that because you know i i remember that when trump won in 2016 so the most you know the happiest people were um uh, and dodik uh back then obviously yeah 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 because um well why obviously it's, explain yeah why. because you know historically um so um for people who don't know i'm i'm half serbian bosnian serbian and um, I remember when I visited my fa- my 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 family from that side in Bosnia uh, in the months up uh, leading up to the election, um, they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna vote Trump. Yeah, go Trump, go Trump." I was like, "How? How?" <laughs> but of course, um, they were pro-Trump because they hated Clinton. They were more anti-Clinton. Clinton. They actually. were very anti-Clinton, exactly, yeah. obviously, because uh, what happened in the '90s and the way um, Serbia was treated uh, in, during that period. So, and I think that in general, you know, um, uh, in the bigger picture, that Serbians are a bit anti-democrats due to that, due to that, yeah. and that in general, um, you know, democrat po- democrat policies and and foreign policy has been very pro, uh, you know, side of peacekeeping, the side of enforcing current um, um, situations. You know, they brokered Dayton, they. Um, you know, yeah, bombed, bombed Belgrade, basically. Uh, you know, Kosovo 98, same interventionist policy, also Democrats, also Clinton. So there's there's this history behind that, which up to this day influences the way, you but, know, presidents consider uh, uh, the, the candidates and the parties over what, there. But what do you think, what kind of impact will that have uh, if Trump wins again? Because one thing that we saw is that Trump, the the sort of maybe the okay so basically what I, what I want to say it kind of showed that Trump didn't do too he didn't do a lot for Serbia and yeah Serbs. the past few four years no you mean. he didn't yeah yeah no he didn't he didn't so so he even did, he did that one even put weird, a few uh, yeah even yeah. put a few people on the blacklist due to corruption and all that stuff so it's it's not like he was very you know no so but so what do you think is gonna be so I imagine that um, in terms of like sentiment that Serbs will not be as warm for Trump this year. Maybe they will, well, but they, I don't know. But less than- Did you see those ultra-nationalists who were protesting Biden's visit to Belgrade who were like- Yeah, but that was, but that was two, Trump. Two, 2016. Yeah, but, but, but so still, I, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. But what, what do you think then the effects will be uh, of, uh, uh, you know, of this election if Trump wins? For the region, well, well, not not so much okay. specifically on on like for the region in general. So yeah, um, you know, Trump has been very you know Amer- the whole America first policy. This is something that, that that you see all over the world is that you know Trump focuses on the U.S. and foreign policy is very non-interventionist in the sense that he won't um, push very hard for for you know um, brokering uh, deals and everything. You could argue that you know he tried to broker that deal with Serbia and Kosovo in, in September, so last month when he had that meeting in the White House, 
which didn't really amount to anything. But he, you, you know, what, what, what was that? Like, what well, did they? they he, he, he was pushing to have some kind of diplomatic victory to show that he is strong in on foreign policy. Um, so okay. they tried to. It was um, some kind of economic um, recon reconciliation agreement okay. between Serbia and Kosovo, which was signed in September. Was it fourth? Fourth of September. But what you saw was that it didn't really contain anything. Uh, you know, it was more a facade for the, you know, to show around. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a great president who brokers deals, but there wasn't really anything brokered there uh, mm. that had any real meaning when it came to the conflict. But people say, you know, uh, whispers are that the reason why Trump pushed for this is because he really wanted to win the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> so possible, and possible, there's yeah. actually no there's there's a case for this because the draft that they so the draft of the of the agreement that they actually signed, that they got Serbia and Kosovo to sign mm -hmm. was the weakest version. So there were four drafts. And the weakest draft is the one they signed, which was the fourth one and the last one too. Um, the first draft, which was the strongest one, yeah. actually would ask Serbia to fully recognize the independence of Kosovo. Well, he couldn't have seriously thought which, that would have... No, but he he wanted to push for that because okay. if he would have gotten that, then obviously he would win the Nobel Peace Prize. But do you think um, Do you think he, he's, he unironically thought that that would be possible? No, but you can always try. Well, because of course, I, I, but I, mean, I can believe he's naive enough to have no idea of what he's doing. Okay, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, he, I don't know. you know, he, conf yeah. he confused the Baltics and the Balkans once. You yeah, know? That, so I heard that. At one yeah. time when he asked the Lithuanian prime minister why they have such long-standing ethnic conflicts within the Baltics. The then, Lithuanian. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. And, nice. then, and then somebody had to remind him that he's this talking is, about the wrong region. Lol. Okay. So, yeah, so, so uh, this is this is Trump for you. Nice. But okay, so c c do you have any more details on what was in that agreement then? W what was in it? At, well, there was like, nothing really in it. I mean, the, the result was that Kosovo, like in northern Kosovo, some lake got renamed after lake, uh, after Trump. Okay. So it's now literally called Lake Trump in northern Kosovo. Look it up. But that was not in the agreement. No, right? but that's that's something you know, symbolically that they did. Okay. Uh, which the Kosovars did. And um, I think there was some kind of mortuarium on Serbia blocking uh, Kosovo steps to uh, join international organizations. Something, something like, like that. that yeah. and, and some economic, you know, there were some tariffs uh, o o which were imposed to block each other's trade. I think of these few were of those things maybe. were, yeah, no, or I think lowered. weakened a little bit even, but not right. nothing right. significant. So it was not the breakthrough as which the White House PR tried to position it as. That was yeah. absolutely not the case. No, no. Okay. So yeah, that's interesting. So not, nothing, it was more show. I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if you're talking <laughs> about the whole. But maybe, I mean, uh, even, even that, like, even if it's like, um, even if it's not, if it doesn't have too much, you know, flesh on the bones, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, opt even the optics might might be beneficial, might work in a positive way in the Balkans. Like, no, just but the, the whole point is that the optics are not enough. If you ask me, if you, if you ask me, because you need to do enough. stuff, and you can't just um, say, okay, we we did this. Look at how beautifully optically it, it yeah. is, but underneath it's still rotten. So you can't. You can't build anything on that. And that's that, what I agree. Trump, Trump does in that sense. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But at the same time, I think that every little bit helps. Of course. But even, then even I'd even rather like have a the, president who acts and does stuff. I know. But do you yeah. think, for example, I'll just go for Obama. Do you think Obama would have been able to 
reconcile these two? I don't think so. No, but Obama was n notoriously weak on foreign policy. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I think every, uh, it's probably just for show. I agree. Of course. But I think. Yeah. It's it's for for it was for the campaign because it was this was last yeah. month. Yeah. Exactly. It was more yeah. campaign PR stunt than anything else. Yeah. Exactly. But every every small bit helps. I would say it of doesn't matter okay. even so, if it's yeah. empty. I won't it, I won't dispute that. Yeah. But it is dangerous to. Don't um, celebrate it too much. Yeah, to 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 to, to put, I mean, Trump put forward is, the case that okay, so we did this, so we don't have to do anything else now. No, of course not. That, but that's the danger of of optical stuff. Of course, know? yeah, of course. I think I think that, that's that it frees you from any other obligations. Of course, I think I think that is something that most people, at least in positions of power, are aware of. Um, well, not everybody. No. No. Well, you 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 have a lot of. Politics yeah, which are for optics. So I guess, that's, I guess that's, you're right. That, yeah, that, that's not that's not the point. But mm. but I think you know, coming back to to to, to um, what it means for you know, I started with like Vucic and Dodik being happy with the results initially. Um, initially yeah, initially yeah. 2016. But you know, the the situation in that regard is very difficult for for them because maybe maybe just maybe just for the people that are actually um, unaware of of who these people are. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing if you yeah, listen okay. to this so, podcast, yeah. you'll Alexander you'll know. Vucic is yeah. the president of Serbia, and Dodik is president of uh, Republika Srpska, so the Serbian Republic in yeah. Bosnia Herzegovina. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so they're very much on the on the, on the Serbian nationalist side. And what um, is difficult for them is that because, okay, the Democrat president, especially Biden, is not um, great for them. Uh, so that, that's why they were happy with Trump. But Trump still didn't achieve that much or didn't do as much for them. The fact that he named them the Baltics, I think, shows how interested he is in the region. Um, and because of that, you know, they have a difficult situation that they are obviously pro-Trump. Because then they ha can have the hope that the next four years he'll do something for them. Right. Because, you know... Biden, Biden's do, more outspoken. Yeah. Biden has been very outspoken about being, and well, not anti-Serb or uh, Serbian Republic, but he's just very much pro-enforcing the current, you know, agreements and, and, and state yeah, and organization yeah. and, you know, um, not allowing, uh, you know, Dodik's rhetoric of, you know, we're going to uh, divide up Bosnia and stuff like that. Like, he's very strong on that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you even have those talks about how what he said to Milosevic in the 90s, you know. that. What did he what, say? I don't remember exactly. He said something like, oh, you, you deserve to be tried as a war criminal or something, which is not confirmed, you know, if he said that. But Biden claims that he said that. So, mm. well, that's a whole different that's story. That's a story, I see. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they're, they're in a very difficult you know, geopolitical spot in that sense. But um, I, th I think the, the, the Democrats would be, at least Biden would push for a lot more you know, corporation in the region right. would, would really want to, you know, take maybe take some kind of role in 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 so, um, uh, getting some countries to join the EU together with the EU. You know, and mm -hmm. re uh, speeding up that process, they would be very much more proactive in that sense. Um, uh, maybe even get, get, trying to get Bosnia Herzegovina join into the into NATO. You know, because that will be the end of of any. Uh, uh, threats of violence, basically, once they're in NATO. So yeah, yeah, Bosnia's. Yeah, yeah. I think Bosnia is a very important piece for the. Well, as historically always, always was been, very yeah. important. But I think if when Bosnia stabilizes with these agreements, and w that's one thing that I, I think I believe I do believe that. Um, uh, so I don't want to rehash previous episodes, but we talked about like the geopolitics of the region a little mm -hmm. bit. Just to come back to that, I think 
in terms of like uh, the influence of uh, the political influence of Russia in the region and also the economic influence of China in the region, which are both very significant and even, you know, Chinese economic influence is growing rapidly with loads of investments and infrastructure, energy, and just, you know, what they did, what they basically do everywhere in the world nowadays, like state money from China coming in to kind of gain and garner influence. Um, in that sense, I, I, I don't. I don't think that um, from what we've seen from Trump, he would allow that too much. He's not very. He just historically, I think, from his background, he's not really like intrinsically emotionally involved in the region. Maybe less so than Biden would be. Mm -hmm. So you would have a more of a. I think Trump is just more pragmatic, and he was very preoccupied with his own kind of you know problems in in the U.S. and the scandals mm -hmm. and the media there. Um, so he's. The Balkans is like something that, like you said, Baltics, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something that he's not, where, you know, he's not there with his head. I think Biden would be more, um, you'd hope at least. I mean, I don't know how important the Western Balkans is for the United States on the, well, on the world scale. It is very important. No, it's very important because the whole thing about, you know, the, the, the geo geopolitical situation regarding China and Russia. So Trump has been, you know, he has been very anti-China. Anti uh, he has been very pro-Russia, but anti-China um, in his trade, uh, you know, yeah. rhetoric. But what you did, what you do see is that, you know, I think that's the irony is that because Trump has been so, uh, you know, relaxed in the sense that he was not, you know, his administration was not very active or very uh, strong on, you know, we have to bring uh, more Western engagement to the Western Balkans. You know, we, mm -hmm, we should mm -hmm. have, have the U.S. play a bigger economic role or any of those things. That allowed a gap for a lot of Chinese and Russian money to flow into a country like Serbia, who doesn't feel Western support, who looks for more support towards um, Russia and, and, and China. And so he, al he allowed for a lot of money from, from those countries flow into Serbia and by that sense also gaining influence, which is in contradiction with his tough language on China uh, as, you know, the, the, the trade uh, war, etc. Mm -hmm. And that's something which Biden will be very different in because Biden and a de democratic government will push a lot more for integration with the region, for Western involvement trying to counterbalance Russia and China's position. Because, because they're more inter they're also more interventionist as opposed yeah, to Yeah, they're more interventionist like in that earlier, sense. Maybe, and also yeah. in, in the fact that, you know, they have to make up for the last four years of Trump's administration, allowing room for those countries, for Russia and China, to get a foothold in the Western Balkans mm -hmm. via Serbia um, or even uh, the Bosnian coast, you know, that example of- uh, Oh, that's that's an interesting one. So one thing that I kind of, you know, it's just a rumor I read online, but basically um, and it makes sense, right? So when we now have uh, Montenegro, they uh, joined the NATO actually, the NATO pact recently. And we have Albania, who's together with Northern Macedonia, of course, they were uh, talking with the EU for uh, a session, to the European Union. So that's a process that's kind of going, they're already kind of in process. So if you look at the Adriatic coast, obviously if you go more south, you've got Greece who's been with the EU forever. But if you look at the Adriatic coast, you've got no piece of coast left uh, that is not gonna be either NATO or NATO and EU. Mm -hmm. All of them is go are gonna be part of the EU or NATO, uh, which leaves of course no room for Russia or very like, let's except just say, for? except for 
the only piece of land or piece of coast, which is Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is the 25 kilometers around um, the city of Neum. Um, and that's that might cause a very interesting dynamic in the near future because um, the the region of Neum is part of the uh, Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, and of course, the Russian support historically has been primarily towards the uh, entity of Republika Srpska, yeah. which is the and Serbia in general. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see. Uh, uh, maybe you know uh, soon uh, a very interesting dynamic concerning that patch of coast. Yeah, and I think and so for, you know, and that's gonna stay in, until Bosnia, you know, either joins the NATO pact yeah. or the European Union. Yeah, because Russia always historically had a. You know, their their international policy has always been guided by getting, you know, what they call warm ports. So getting, you know, positions in harbors which are in on seas which don't freeze over. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, uh, you know, they can get that on the Adri Adriatic coast only via uh, Bosnia's little strip now. So yeah. that will give some interesting uh, dynamics there. But okay, go, maybe going back to the election. So I think, you know, Biden will be a lot more proactive in that sense. And you know, he has also been been seen, so that's a very interesting thing, that last, um, I think this was a, a week ago or something, or two weeks ago, that Biden actually published um, uh, letters in the U.S. Uh, trying to get support from the Bosnian, Albanian, and Kosovar uh, uh, diaspora there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, he stated that, you know, okay, yeah, I, I want to really push for integration, working together, um, uh, really want to enforce the peace. And via that uh, road, yeah. trying to get support from from the diaspora of there. Course, so you do yeah. you do see that there is a real move there. I I can't remember a, a, a earlier presidential candidate mm -hmm. um, that Very has been so explicit, yeah, so explicit in looking for support from those groups in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I don't know how significant that will be, but I mean, no, every, but like every the, 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 vote the, counts, the symbolic value there when you're talking about optics again, the symbolic value here is very large because mm -hmm. because that's something that hasn't been done before, and it shows you know Biden's consciousness about the region and really wanting because he has also had historic ties to the region, you know because. Um, so we, we made a joke about Melania and Trump because that's really the only connection he has intrinsically. But Biden, um, you know, he, he was in the 90s involved, you know, in those. Um, he was in the Senate. I think he, he was in the very, Senate. Yeah, he was a senator. Famous, um, very famous like, like clip of him uh, talking about the, I think it's in Senate or, uh, or I don't know if it was Senate or Congress. Yeah, Senate. He was Senate, senator. right? Yeah. Um, uh, talking about uh, you know the need for the the Clinton administration to intervene in the conflict yeah. because back then the uh, European Europe was very uh, they 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 were very uh, they were quite conservative in, yeah in, they didn't want to intervene and yeah well the UN in that sense too exactly so he was one of the people that was very like. He's probably like you. You mentioned earlier, he wasn't one of the top sponsors of the bill, but he was well, very yeah. visible, and it's probably helped him in his political career. Yeah, because there, there are a few things, you know. Because in so you have the famous story that in '93, so going back to that, what we said, the '93, he told Milosevic in some kind of private meeting that he should be tried as a war criminal, mm -hmm. uh, something like that. But okay, there are sources that say we can't confirm this quote, so that's also a discussion. Did it really happen? Um, on the other end, in 95, you had that uh, bill passed by the U.S. Senate to lift the 
arms embargo on the Bosnian troops, so the, so the, the Armia BiH who were fighting for the Bosnian independence, that they, um, you know, they had they had an embargo on, on on weapon sales to them. The UN had, and that was lifted then after that bill. Um, so he, but he, uh, Biden really says that he was a big front runner and very strong on this. Mm-hmm. He has said that that a few times during this election too. That he was very strong on this on this issue and pro, um, the you know, enforcing yeah enforcing the peace. Um, and um, there are some rumors, okay, because he was the ninth co-sponsor on that bill in '95, even though he makes it seem like he was a big outspoken front runner. It wasn't really like that. But still, it does show that he's trying to claim that position, mm-hmm. which does show, you know, again, his consciousness about the region and the or, value that yeah. it has. It's different, of course. So it definitely sh- shows something. I, I, I don't think it's uh, you can overlook that um, his involvement and his ties to the uh, historically to the to the Balkans and U- former Yugoslavia and their countries and peoples. But it, m- it might also just, I mean. This is a separate discussion, right? So I don't want to kind of go on that tangent per se, but just to mention it, it also might, hopefully it's not the case, but it also might just be that uh, Trump might be a tough nut to crack uh, politically. So he's, he's what I mentioned earlier, I wonder how big the diaspora is. There are small countries, right? So Bos- in the U.S., yeah, there's not a, a lot big, of uh, diaspora in the U.S. Yeah, but how much is gonna is it gonna like um, differ on state level? Let's yeah, say, of course, on- it's, it's it's not a percent, but Exactly. Again, this is very much about the symbolic value. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. And that, like some kind of, ag- and actually something happening under the symbolic value, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to what Trump brokered with yeah. um, Kosovo and Serbia. Which was, Trump, yeah. Is Trump appealing to very niche groups? Not that I know. Well, of as course, a, he he yeah. very much campaigned on the the elderly votes and you know all, all of those yeah, stories, I mean, and then very much trying to appeal to the to the uh, to the um, veteran Christian vote Christian vote very much too because you know he has Mike Pence as his running right, mate, yeah, which yeah, is very right. he's very strong on the on the religious side. So, but that's that that's all traditional Republican you know demographics. Right. So, so right. that's not that's not very weird. Um, not very niche, also. Yeah, not, not very niche. Not but like Biden, Biden but of, of course, you know, Democrat voters by demographics are more diverse than um, traditionally, the, yeah. than Republican voters are. Yeah, yeah. So it's not weird for Democrat candidate to try to appeal to the different um, um, ethnic groups or the different backgrounds which exist there because it, it is a very much more diversified party. Um, and Biden also, so next to the. 90s uh, politics where Biden was involved. Um, his son actually um, trained uh, local prose- prosecutors and judges um, in Kosovo in the 2000s or mm-hmm. 2010s or something like that, um, you know, to help with the rule of law and to help them with international standards and then uh, work that in. So actually he has, he has a lot of, and I think there's also some kind of, camp or something called after one of his sons or named after yeah, one of his sons. Yeah, uh, I think... Bo Biden, Joseph, I don't know if it's Joseph. No idea. Whatever. Yeah. Bo Bo Biden is one of his sons that died, I think. I don't know I don't I don't know when. Yeah, he has a son who died, yeah. Yeah. And uh one of the I think one of the was it the camps or one of the I don't know. I remember at least like one I think camp or street or like airport something small named after this yeah. uh the son, the Bo Biden in in Kosovo, I believe. 
Yeah, but so so there there is a more historic tie there, and just you know you can't ignore the personal things. Those kinds of personal things have an impact on the way a person perceives a region, how he or she interacts with it, what they really want to do there, and you know it 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 does show. So one of the interesting things will be um, whoever wins, Trump or Biden. So Trump has stated that he would like to visit Belgrade um, once uh, in his next term. So yeah. he said that during the uh, meetings in September. Um, if uh, he would do that, he would be the first uh, US president to vi visit Serbia since Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, we're talking about the 70s. Uh, well, yeah, 70s to 82 or something like that. Jimmy Carter. So um, that's a long time ago. And with uh, Biden, I'm very, I will be very interested if he would visit Serbia. I'm not sure of, about that. But yeah, he, Biden is a, is a lot more, like if you would divide the countries, if, if, you, if you'd ask me, I think, you know, uh, for Serbia and Republika Srpska in that sense, it's a lot more, in, uh, you know, geopolitically interesting if Trump becomes uh, uh, president. For all other countries, it's more interesting for to for Biden, or at least more positive mm. that Biden becomes president. So yeah. you do see that that's you know it's it, it's it's not great, but you you see that those lines you know that divide is coming back again, which is sad in a certain sense that mm. it has to be that way. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I think it's yeah. going to be I th well, I think it's going to be fine eventually because uh, because even Trump he didn't have a. He, he didn't have a huge detrimental, like he didn't do much, but he was kind of just, he was kind of like, his effect wasn't too big in the region. So if it's, even if he is reelected, then still the region will be fine, I think. Yeah, but that's the question because, you know, like be, there, there are two Unless he like really starts doing more there and trying, you know, makes it worse in some way. Like he didn't, he didn't do much, I guess. Not a lot of, you know, optically. Didn't yeah, but there to, are, there are yeah. two two problems there. Yeah. One, let's say Trump becomes uh, uh, president again. Mm -hmm. So, and let's say he does get involved more actively in the region. Yeah. Um, I don't trust him with that. Uh, just just on on the way on the way his foreign policy has worked up to now. Yeah. Just like n not not even you know putting some kind of value stamp on it. Just like based on his performance up to now. But if he, um, so that's one problem. And the next problem is, let's say he gets reelected and does nothing. Mm -hmm. The region can't afford to do nothing. They have to do something. You know, there has to be action. There has to be right. some kind of movement right. towards working together more, you know, have that mini Schengen thing that they've been talking about, you know, um, looking towards more integration, reconciling Serbia, Kosovo, fighting corruption, um, you know, and just have more trade, more business, invite more private investment. And more all active. of those things will yeah. not be, you know, they won't be better off with Trump than they will be with Biden, potentially. I, I see potentially. I, I see that as well. Okay, that that's something I can I can agree with, I think. So I my hope, because I, I, obviously I don't know, but my hope is indeed that if Biden wins, that's going to that's going to be the effects on the, like positive effects of, on the region. Like, like I said, just worst case, if Trump wins is, is just, I feel like it's not going to do much, but the region can't stagnate because if it stagnates, you're, I think I agree with you. I think if you like, if 
policies and projects and actions kind of stagnate by people, organizations, NGOs, governments, then it goes backwards because there's still a very strong undercurrent of, uh, you know, the sentiment of the 90s and, you know, a, a lot of people still uh, in loads of positions that kind of think that corruption is okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We, so, we just can't afford it. So if you, if you don't actively work towards improving it, it I do feel that, you know, the, the countries are still young. The democracies are still young. It requires... Um, it requires, I think, uh, you know, an active approach and a vigilant approach yeah. to keep working on it. Like if you just like basically assume, let's assume that it's, uh, it's dysfunctional now to a certain degree. You know, it doesn't matter how much yeah. you would. It's a functional dysfunctional mess. If, if you assume it's dysfunctional now and you just pull back everything, it's going to stay dysfunctional or get worse. It's not going to become functional or more functional by doing nothing basically you know it's just going to deteriorate yeah. that's kind of my feeling yeah, so in that, that sense yeah. i agree with you yeah but that that's the whole whole issue you know that okay so th this is probably going to come across again as the you know the, the diaspora telling uh, what the region has to do but i do fundamentally believe that um, there has to be some kind of you know western influence and hand in the region either by ways of the EU, either by ways of the US, I don't care, but they have to be involved in order to bring the region together and forward. Like, oh, I, because I, because you've, you've seen how it's gone uh, for the past, what, 25 years. Um, there have been steps, but it's not going like I, nearly at the speed that it should be going. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the uh, the positive influence of the U.S. will be will become bigger because, uh, in my opinion, the the maybe European Union or wider Europe, they've failed when it comes to the Balkans. Like, well, and let's they're be very, honest. they're very apathetic. Uh, you know, they showed that back in the '90s, and I mean. There's going to be loads of reasons for this, but you know, it's, it's, it's my personal opinion, of course, but I don't think it should be treated as a region that, um, that's like on the other side of the world. You know, you, you go to, yeah, no, it's Europe. It, you go to vacation <laughs> on in Italy and in Greece, you, you fly over it. You're there. Like it's closer to, well, and people just go to Croatia of course, anyways, of course. nowadays. So not, but okay. So very important to, to hedge this statement because, you know, I don't want to be, uh, what I say, say, it shouldn't be construed as, uh, you know, a victimhood kind of thing. Like, oh, we need, we need help from the West and, you know, we're so poor, we can't fix it ourselves. Um, it's not what I mean, but I do think that it's very important to have kind of, because partially you have, you need to have like, uh, you need to have, uh, sort of referees that are uninvolved emotionally. The region has so much emotion, so much conflict that is still unresolved, let's say, in the heads of people that it stands in the way of sound policymaking, of sound, um, you know, yeah. cooperations. Yeah. Because people there, you know, obviously – when we go and talk to people, different businesses, different um, organizations in different countries from different people, 
people want to work together. They do. But then on a state level, on a political level, you just kind of see that there's always kind of these, I mean, let's face it. When you talk, there's every year, there's still talk every day, basically, there's still talk about the nineties, what happened then something, you know, and maybe that's normal, but it just shows that, um, that there's still so much emotion there that it's very important, I think, to have sort of, uh, outside referees. outside referees that can, uh, you know, objectively say like, well, you know, we have to do what's best. We have to be pragmatic in a certain sense. Uh, so, that, but I think Europe very much filled in that and they yeah. still haven't stepped up. Like it's been 30 years. So I, I hope that the positive influence of uh, the U- United States will increase. Well, and the U.S. has showed that, you know, in countries like like Bosnia, I think they have, they are a big humanitarian factor, you know, and that's, Okay, so of course I agree with you. You shouldn't be like the poor kid who asks for help and 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 that you can't solve it yourself. But in a certain sense, I think it also comes from a, from a position of strength that you say that you know, okay, we do need these outside referees and we do need to work with um, these organizations just to to guide the process. You know, because in the end, it has to be your own decision. But the process could use some out, outside guidance. And yeah, you know, in 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 that sense. Uh, I agree with you that the EU has failed in the past in certain and, and still failing at, at you know, uh, speeding up um, integration and, and making a real push for that. And of course, the problem is there that you're with, what, 26, 27, 28 countries in a union uh, and you're not one country as the US is, which can do things bilaterally if they want to. Because in, because in the EU, so, you know, one of the big... When you're talking about the geopolitical situation around the Western Balkans, like you can basically draw um, a triangle or even a square um, where you put in each corner, you put the, the US in one, the EU in the other one, Russia and China, you can lump them together and you can put the Arab world in the in the fourth corner. And then in the middle, you have the Western Balkans. And they are playing a geopolitical game around the region. And the EU also, you know, so Germany is is a great example of you know U.S. and Germany relations are you know at the lowest point since the Second World War right now. So Trump pulled out like what eighteen thousand troops from um, Germany uh, because the Germans aren't paying uh, enough uh, uh, you know contributing enough to NATO uh, financially to to, to with, uh, as a percentage of their budget. And now you see that you know Germany uh, has interests with. You know, for for example, the whole Nord Stream two discussion. If you follow that, you know that through the through the pipeline, Baltic sea, through the yeah. Baltic so the pipeline yeah. between Russia and Germany for Russian gas, which mm-hmm. would you know result in a situation where Europe would be, become a lot more dependent on Russian gas. Deal between Germany and Russia, of which um, you know Biden has said he's a strong opponent, um, but uh, Trump uh, but Trump hasn't uh, hasn't fought against that because you know about his Russian stance. And that's something which is worrying when you see that, you know, Germany is not pushing against a country like Russia because they're afraid of the trade deal. They're not great with with, with America, but they still have to do something with the Western Balkans who are in that same, you know, crunch between those regions. So, and you see that, that it's very difficult for some, for the EU to take a common position in that. Mm. And that's also why you see that, that you know, countries like Germany don't, don't uh, yeah, just speak out for 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 these kinds of things. You think they're just preoccupied? 
as well. Yeah, but there's no such thing as preoccupied because there are... Well, there's prior- of priorities, course, of course. No, but there are, yeah, there are priorities, but it's not as if there's nobody in that country thinking about... You know, that there's a policy officer for everything in, a, in every country. You know, there's probably a policy officer in the US, you know, tasked with um, uh, a certain bird species which only exists in a corner of South Carolina or something like that. You know, there, there's a policy officer for everything. So there's no such thing as there's no attention. The choice which is made is priorities and what gets attention. And that's when we go back to this election. But the region will be better off with the Biden administration than the Trump administration, is my conviction. All right. Okay. I mean, we can, that's, yeah. I mean, okay, just to conclude my opinion, I think that I agree. Um, I do feel that it's going to be a tough one. I don't, I'm not sure we'll, we're, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to say anything, but I do hope that- Who do that, you think will win? Well, I'm, I, I just think it's going to be Trump again. That's yeah, my feeling really? right now. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, Man. you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, what if, if um, I, I hope that um, whoever wins that the Balkans, you know, gets more attention and that there's more positive change. So, and I do agree that I think if, uh, if Joe Biden wins- that that will be better for the Western Balkans, in, in yeah. general, like in a broad, broader sense. Yeah. So, well, so Balkan diaspora vote Biden. <laughs> this is not an official uh, endorsement, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get some sponsorship money. <laughs> this podcast has been approved by the the, the Biden campaign. Yeah, <laughs> vote, no. vote Biden Harris twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, no, but um, we but, wish. Uh, yeah. Okay. We wish, yeah. Anyway. Um, let's leave it there for this topic. I mean, you guys, this is um, a very, you know, very relevant, very recent. So if you're listening up until now and you're very interested in the, in the, uh, election in the U S definitely, you know, tell us what you think, tell us, you know, who do you think will win, who should win and why. And, you know, we'd love to hear your opinion on, you know, what the effects of that could be on the Western Balkans. So leave us a comment for sure. We have, um, just to move on, maybe yeah. You know, we have uh, questions. We have questions. Do we have? Yeah. We had two, oh, great. We yeah, had two nice. questions. Cool. Um, so we got one from uh, Maksud and uh, Adi. Um, Let's start we'll, with Maksud. What is we'll the, start uh, with Maksud. Um, so we'll just we'll link you guys. We'll tag you in our in yeah. Our thank post. you for sending thank in the questions. The, uh, questions. Shout out. Um, so the first question, Maksud. <laughs> How do I get invited on an episode of the Balkan Talks, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for the question, Maxit. Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, yeah, you should either be a successful entrepreneur, do something with the Western Balkans. Yeah. Just be very smooth. Very smooth. Uh, very smooth in approaching us. <sighs> so um, smooth. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe wire us some Deutschmark. Yeah, well, yeah. Please, <laughs> please send us some Deutschmark. Steak a cigara. Yeah, steak a cigara and some Deutschmark. Please pre-inflation Deutschmark, not 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 the inflation ones. Um, yeah, no. So um, Jokes, if you, if I will just put it like this: if you have a great story to tell related to the Western Balkans and you feel that's something that the world should hear, send us a message and we can always talk about uh, your story if it's relevant. Yeah. And if it's not, no hard feelings. Keep listening. Keep listening. Exactly. And share, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Max, Maxud, I hope that answers your question. So we have a second question. Uh, Adi. So Adi asked us, um, 
Vestas, which is a, where was a company from again? Danish, that's Danish. Danish company. Danish wind, uh, one yeah. of the bigger uh, companies when it comes to uh, solar energy. Wind energy. Wind, actually. Aha. Uh -huh. So Adi asked us, uh, Vestas has not installed a single wind turbine in Bosnia and Herzegovina. How come? Well, specifically for Vestas, I would not know because they are one company. Yeah. Uh, they do build a lot of windmills. Um, there is some kind of project going on, right? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, wind turbines being, I think they're, it's, it's done actually, um, in, in Herzegovina in the hills, in the, in the mountains. So there's ah, something okay, going yeah. on. It's just very early in Bosnia. Like yeah. not a lot of it is there. Um, we would, Adi, so why Vesta specifically doesn't build anything in I Bosnia, don't we don't know. That's yeah. going to be a company business decision. But in general, yeah. I think the conclusion will probably be... Uh, so the reason why there hasn't probably been a lot of investments in solar and wind energy is because hydro uh, energy is so, uh, so attractive yeah. and 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 cheap per megawatt to produce due to the copious amount of of, of you know national rivers and everything. Yeah. Um, to build that, that's the thing that has been invested in a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we've done an episode about this, about yeah. the sustainable, uh, I think that's episode... Let me see which episode eight. that is. Uh, is it eight? Season yeah. two, episode eight, off the top of my head. Yeah, so it's season two, episode eight. Exactly. Yeah, there you Renewable go. Renewable energy in the Western it. Balkans. So yeah. go back and listen to that one. And yeah, in it that, goes in more depth. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just, there's so much potential for hydro power there that it's so, it's actually the first choice. When it comes, it's the yeah. better, it's the better uh, business investment, let's say, yeah. as opposed to solar and wind. Yeah. If it's better for the environment, that's where the discussion comes in. Yeah. But it is uh, economically more interesting for, exactly. for investors and companies to get into. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So guys, thank you for your questions, Adi thank and Maksud. Uh, everybody else who's listening... Thank you for listening to us talk about these things. Yeah. We love- To, to naive Europeans who are talking about oh U.S. elections. <laughs> yeah. And also just diaspora talking about the Western Balkans. Yeah, like, again. Oh, oh my, my God, God, diaspora. Yeah, diaspora. Please, please shut you, up. Yeah, yeah shut okay. up. Anyway, um, we won't shut up. But yeah, thank won't. you for listening. <laughs> Um, we will see you next time. Please make sure to uh, listen to the lady in our outro <laughs> and intro. Follow us. Like our pages, like our Instagram, Facebook, uh, and uh, you know if you if you like what you hear, if you like this podcast, yeah. let us know. We let appreciate us know. the messages we get from time to time. We so. love we love your messages. Leave us a nice comment or you know a nice rating. Every little bit helps. So that's it. Any last messages, Sandro? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> Vote Biden Harris twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. MAGA 2020. Yeah. Trump, okay. Trump. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> We're neutral. We're neutral. Yeah, just yeah, to be yeah, sure. Yeah. Just be sure. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we are sponsored by everybody and nobody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. CIA. Okay. Um, yeah. No, thank you guys very much for listening and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Balkan Talks. Don't forget to follow the Western Balkans Business Group on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, and at WBBG Official on Instagram. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a positive review and follow our podcast to stay up to date on all our future uploads. You might also want to check out any of the other episodes of the Balkan Talks, which are available online. If you would like to learn more about the Western Balkans and all the opportunities that exist in the region, 
please contact WBBG at www.wbbusinessgroup.com. WBBG, connecting the Balkans. Thank you.